0: My girl. that we can come to you in our times of need situations lord sometimes we don't know lord we've never been in them before but god you know you know the hearts cry you know the needs you know the situations among us lord you know the panic that's in the land situations and sickness everywhere lord the devil would like us to think that he's hanging on every tree that he's everywhere Lord, we may be surrounded, but we're surrounded by you. Lord, we're surrounded by your presence, Lord. We're surrounded by the great I Am, the one who can make a way where there seems to be no way. The one who can take a piece of bread and make another piece appear. The one who can, Lord, make food fall out of heaven. Whatever it is, Lord, that your people needed, you were able to provide. Lord, we believe you're still that same God today. Lord, that whatever we have need of, whether it be a, a physical need, a financial need, a, a food, whatever it is, Lord, we know that you're able to provide. Lord God, we just ask that you would strengthen your people, Lord, all over the world. Situations, Lord, panic, pandemics, but Lord, there's nothing too hard for you. Lord, I'm thankful that even though we have a new name to face in this hour, well, Lord, the word said, You're the Lord God that heals all our diseases. And Lord, we're looking to the blood of Jesus that's still yet powerful, still yet can cleanse the vilest sinner, still yet can heal the sick, still yet will raise the dead, Lord. A blood that has not lost any power, a blood, Lord, that's still just as powerful today as the first moments it came down out of that precious body. Lord, God, we're so thankful we can have that kind of confidence. Lord, we have a confidence in you because you've never failed one yet. You've never left one yet. You've never let one fall yet. There's not even a sparrow that can fall without you knowing about it. You know the things that we're in, the situations we're in, and you're mindful of that tonight. Lord, we commit this service to you, everything, Lord, the word, the songs, Lord, has touched our heart. Lord, we just ask that it would strengthen your people, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. We can turn in our Bibles to Exodus 14. Amen. I'd like to just continue on a thought that I've been on. The Lord is a man of war. And um, yeah, it just seems like every time I I go to try to maybe look at something else There's always something that comes up and it just keeps me going down this way. So we're going to continue because I believe he is a man of war and I believe he's a God that's mighty in battle. And no matter what you may be facing, no matter what you may be going through, no matter what situation you find yourself presently in, never forget who he is because that don't change him. He's still the same yesterday, today and forever. So Exodus 14 and verse eight, and it says, The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them encamping by the sea. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, and, and they said unto Moses, Because there was no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians. And that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you'll see them again no more forever. For the Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore cries thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. But lift up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry land through the midst of the sea. And I behold, I will hearken the hearts of the harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, that I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh and upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God went before the camp of Israel and removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them But it gave light by night to these, so that no one came near the other all night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them in the midst of the sea. And all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen, and it came to pass, and in the morning, watched the Lord looked, in the morning watched the Lord looked upon the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire, and out of the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians. And took off their chariot wheels, that they drove them heavenly, so that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, and the waters may come upon the Egyptians, upon the chariots. And upon their horsemen and Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, but the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, and the waters returned and covered the chariots, and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh, that came unto the sea after them, and there remained not so much as one of them. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll let you be seated. Just looking over some things today as we're facing the trials and the things that we're going through, as Brother Tim talked about, that the world that we lived in, live in is not the world we lived in just a few days ago. And, and there's trouble all around us and people in complete pandemonium and panic and, and worried about where to go and what to do or what's the future or what's next. And, and the only future that I can guarantee is a future in glory. Amen. Amen. A future that's out of this world and and I'm looking for that place and I'm looking for that land. But you know, Brother Branham, speaking about these things and I'm going to bring a few things of the things he may have faced in his day. And, and and what happened there, he said, when trouble begins to face you, sickness on every hand, the angel of God comes up and it stands and goes between you and the sickness, the angel of God, amen, this to go between you and the sickness. To stand in the way and all the time challenging you to take God at his word. And this is what we read here as as the children of Israel came to this place. You know, they'd already witnessed... A God standing between them and the death angel as they, as they would leave the the uh, the Egyptian or e- leave Egypt and start their journey towards the Promised Land, they they would they would already realize it was a God who could come and stand between them as he would tell them to put the blood over the doorposts and put the blood over the lintel and the doorpost Amen to to show Amen the blood of a lamb that had been slain and they was to be inside. See, God would quarantine the children of Israel even in the time of their. Place in the time of the death angel and he would put them in the place of safety and that was behind the blood and, and and you know as they would as the death angel would begin to go through the land there was something that would stand between them and the death angel they they were told not to go into the streets they were told to not go into the land but to stay where the place that God had provided them and, and that he had given them something or a, a, a remedy or a token to stand between them to show the death angel that that He had no right to enter into their promise or enter into their house. And, and I'm thankful that even today that we have the, not a physical blood, but we have a token, the Holy Ghost, that is upon our lives to stand there as the death angel is going through the land, whether it be a, a virus or whether it be spiritual death, which is worse than any kind of physical death, but that there is something there to stand against him in our time of struggles and our time of, and that we can have a refuge. We, and so, you see, God had given Israel the promise and, and as we come here he told them that he was going to go to there going to take them from here and take them to a land flowing with milk and honey and I've said this before God didn't mention to them about the Red Sea he didn't tell them about the, dry, dry, uh, the uh, bitter waters he didn't tell them about no food he didn't say nothing about no water he didn't say anything about the trials or tribulations that they were going to face he said I'm going to take you out and I'm going to take you in because God has the answer to every situation that we face. This is nothing new to God. Plagues are nothing new to God. Sickness is nothing new to God. There's nothing here that we're facing in this hour that God don't have the answer for or God don't have the remedy for. or God doesn't have the, amen, the cure for. God, as I said, God is the Lord God that heals all our diseases. And so he told them, I'm gonna take you out and I'm gonna take you in. God had given Israel a promise. They were going to the land. Hallelujah, and we have the same promise. He said I'm going to take you out and He, as many he has taken us out of lives of sin and darkness da- taking us out of darkness of, of man's creeds and dogmas and brought us out, amen out of those things into a promise to show us that there is a land flowing with milk and honey. There is a land of no death. There is a land of no sorrow. There is a land of no panic. There is a land of no pandemics. There is this land and that's where we're headed to. We're not headed to a great financial uh you know benefits here or this that and the other whatever the government may be able to give with their their benefits and god bless them for whatever they're trying to do but that's not our goal that's not what we're looking for we're looking to leave this place Amen. We have the same promise. We're going to a land. But here came Pharaoh and all of his men to try to run Israel down and and try to destroy them. Understand, when the enemy comes, it does not go unnoticed by God. God knows about it. He sees the plagues. He sees the things that are going on this earth. He he sees the atmospheres that we're in. And he's seen Israel. He's seen him coming before he even got there. And what happened when he arrived, when, he, when Pharaoh and his army arrived, the angel of the Lord was there to carry them to the promised land. He rose up from the camp and he went and stood between them and the danger. And he still does that. I don't know. He's still the same God today. He's here to stand between you and the plagues that are falling. He's here to stand between you and the sin of this world. He's here to stand between you and the tormenting spirits and the demons of torment that comes against the children of God. It seems like we're up against a flood here. And it seems like flooding on every side. But he said when the enemy comes in like a flood, I will raise a standard against it. In that day, Michael shall stand up. hallelujah he will make a way for every sick person he will make a way he's already made the way and he's standing right here between you and trouble hallelujah what kind of confidence can we have tonight and he says I know he's here right now Because his word declares he's here. That's why we can have this confidence. It doesn't matter if we get down to having two or three people. He said, we're two or three together. There I'll be. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. He's here. It doesn't matter if we have financial trouble. Don't forget, he's here. If you have physical trouble, he's here. If you have food or need of food, he's here. He's the provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. He hasn't changed his name. He hasn't changed his attitude. He's still here. I know the devil wants us to feed on the fear of this world and there is a lot of propaganda out there and a lot of fear mongering and all those things. But turn your eyes back to the word. His word declares he's here. Yes. Hallelujah. And he's here standing between you and the trouble. Hey, yeah, the psalmist David would say, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. There is a people on this earth that God is with. He said, I will be even in her or in the midst of her. He showed himself in the seven candlesticks. He showed himself all the way down through the Bible. He is with her. Amen. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod or thy staff or thy word, it is a comfort to me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The same angel is in the building right now. The same angel or in your car right now or in your home right now or in your hospital room right now. And he's doing exactly what Jesus did in that day. He's here to confirm just what he did then, he is now and he'll always be the same. The angel of God moving to the forefront to stand between us and the sickness, to stand between us and death. No wonder David would say it. Yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. evil. Well, that pretty much entails every bit of it. If it's evil, I'm going to fear none of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. At the Red Sea, the angel of God went and stood between them and the enemy. The angel of God is standing here tonight between every individual and the enemy. This is a direct quote. Between every individual and the enemy. I know what I'm speaking of. I know while I'm standing here on the platform before you tonight, I know that God has condescended down from glory and is standing here right now between you and the enemy. So we're to fear no evil. And he's here standing between every individual. Amen. If you only dare to move out on God's word, see if he don't move before you not to now. He said he came between the camp and the Egyptians. And he's coming between you and your sickness. Hallelujah. He's coming between you and your cancer. He's coming between you and your problems. He's coming between you and your situation. This is the angel that I've been speaking about. He is not surprised by what we're in. He's not surprised by what sickness you're facing. He's not surprised by whatever you're going through. This angel knows all about it. Hallelujah. He was a light to one and a darkness to the other. The Israelites, after Moses prayed, this is a quote again, they could lay down in peace. Hallelujah. Notice, all night, the Egyptians could not enter into the camp of the Israelites. In the darkness of the night, the enemy still could not come in and destroy. Why? There was an angel there. Hallelujah. And he says, we see that Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. Now, it wasn't something that happened in just a moment. It wasn't something that just, and it can do that. God's that kind of God. But the scripture said, and all that night, amen, the wind blew. And and he said, in that moment, they had accepted the light, and they seen that it was darkness to their enemy. And so in accepting that light, they could sleep all night. While they were sleeping, God was sending a wind and blowing down across the sea, opening up a way of escape. See, God has promised a way of escape amen it don't matter what we're going through God has sent a promise I will make a way of escape he made a way of escape for the children of Israel he made a way of escape for Daniel in the lion's den he made a way of escape for the three Hebrew children he'll make a way of escape for his bride in this day he's not in the business of leaving you by yourself and leaving you to fight alone he said but no I am the captain of the Lord's host and I am here to lead in the battle Hallelujah. He's here. Amen. He says, God was right there opening up the way all the time. Every man or woman tonight that would just accept Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, while you're asleep. While you're resting in the promise, he says, Maybe you're crippled, maybe you're blind, maybe you can't hear, maybe you can't see, maybe you're sick, maybe you're heart trouble, maybe it's cancer, something, maybe you're dying. Accept the light tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Accept the pillar of fire tonight and rest. Accept the promise and rest. Hallelujah. We need to accept the promise and rest. Right. Right. Just as the as door was covered with the blood and there might have been somebody in the house worrying and fretting, but their father knew he had obeyed the prophet's words and he had done exactly what he said and he could turn and say, you just rest, it's gonna be all right. I've done what he said. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a people here on this earth that have done what the word said. We've accepted the Lamb of God. He's come into our life. He's changed us by his blood. We've done what he said. Now rest on his promise. He's not going to leave us here. Amen. Hallelujah. Whether you're crippled, blind, can't hear, was sick, heart trouble, cancer, or dying, it don't matter. He's still God. He don't change who he is. That's what he would tell the children of Israel. He said, The Lord will fight for you, and you are to hold your peace. Yeah. Now I've always, and it does you know, it does have a meaning of just keep your keep yourself, you know, don't say nothing, don't, 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 don't say any kind of thought, don't don't worry about it. I've got this. But what is he saying? He's saying, if you speak, you speak the word only. Don't speak fear, don't add to fear, don't don't fear, don't, 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 don't dwell on thoughts of fear or thoughts of things that's going on. You speak the word only, and the word will follow it. The word hold your peace. Our peace is a peace that passes all understanding. Our peace that the children of God have is not just a temporary peace. our peace is not determined on whether we're having a good day or a bad day or whether we got money in our account or we don't have money in our account or whether we're sick or whether we're good our peace is not a temporary peace that's not the peace God is speaking about he said I will give you a peace that passes all understanding or that stays with you no matter what your mind thinks or what somebody else says or what the world is saying or what they're going through you can still have peace because the word of God is spoke and he said I'm not going to leave you but I'm going to stand between you and your enemy hallelujah and he said what will happen if you accept that tonight and rest a wind will begin to blow he said it'd be like a rushing mighty wind on the day of Pentecost it'll move right down through there and open up a way for you and you'll pass right through that valley of sickness Hallelujah. Brother Ron, rest tonight. Brother Timothy Andes, rest tonight. Sister Shalom, rest tonight. Whatever if you're in the middle of a war or seem like there's things on all sides, rest. Rest in the promise. Rest in a God that'll never leave you or forsake you. Rest in a God that said, I'm the Lord God that heals all thy diseases. And while you sleep, God's still working. Amen. I love that song. Even when I don't feel him, he's working. Even when I don't see him, he's working. I might be asleep. I might not even know it's happening, but God is still blowing a wind against your enemy. It's the same wind that's here with us today. It's the same wind that opened up the Red Sea. It's the same wind that rushed through that 120. It's the same wind that's in our midst even now. I say, God, blow in our homes, blow in our cars, blow in our work. Blow. Let us know that you are here. Hallelujah. I'm just going to be honest with you. This is all a little different than what we're facing. But my motto right now is show no mercy. I ain't giving the devil an ounce of mercy. I'm I'm going to punch him and keep on punching him. Amen, it's time we rise up and we start believing the promises of God. It doesn't, God's promise does not determine whether we're in quarantine or whether we're in 500 groups of people. It does not determine. It does not have no effect on God's word. God's word will still come to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, that wind will blow right through you and you'll pass right through the valley of sickness back to the land of health again. Hallelujah. You'll pass right through the land of cold, formal, shackled down, indifferent religion, back to the Holy Ghost again, filled, happy, rejoicing, and a heart full of joy. Hallelujah. God, the great Holy Spirit, is standing right here tonight between us and death and life, standing here tonight between sickness and health, Right here, the same Holy Spirit that you feel now, every born-again person is bound to feel the Holy Spirit. You can't help it. If you got it in life and you know that it's there. How many nodes is it there? Amen. 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 It, it is moving even now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Branham would speak, I believe, about the plague of polio. And he would say this. He said, we know that thou can remove this thing. Yes. Hallelujah. Thou can remove this thing. And I pray, God, that there be an old-fashioned meeting started, a prayer meeting all around the city. May the churches fall on their faces and people and go to screaming out to God. And I believe you will stop the plague. Hallelujah. He said, that's what, that's, we, we want to say that with our hearts are bleeding for these people, these Christians in that city, those poor little children. Oh, God, hasten the day that when all the curses are gone away and there'll be no more sickness and no more sorrow, we're headed to that land. For we feel for those poor fathers and mothers tonight. I feel for them knowing an experience of it. I feel that, Lord, and their poor hearts are crushed. Be merciful, God. I pray that the plague will leave this very night. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. I pray that the plague will leave this very night. May there not be one more case broke out. Yeah. Men stop now, and may the enemy be turned back and cast into destruction. Amen. May the angel of God stand over the city. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say, God, stand over every house. Stand over every home. Stand over every city, and we know that when he stands, every demon will scatter. Hallelujah! Every demon will scatter. And when he, we see him stand, and they see him. Woo-hoo. Glory to God. Listen, this devil realized he ain't got it all what he thinks he has. Just a moment when that angel stands up, he begins to tremble. You think you might experience fear. You ought to feel what the devil feels when he see Michael stand up and he pull his sword for the God's people. Come on come on somebody and he stands against that cancer and he stand, cancer begins to tremble and run out of the temple hey. hallelujah amen when he stands against sugar diabetes or, yeah. or whatever the case may be high blood pressure when he stands demons begin to tremble hey. Hallelujah. I'm looking for a time that demons are going to tremble more than they ever have before. Because there's a people that's standing upon the Word of God. And we ain't backing down. We're not backing up. We're going forward in Jesus' name. In Moses' day, as he was born, alligators were fat. Because they've been fed all his children. They were fat, eating them little babies. And he said to them old alligators, just eating on them. He said, but yet during that time, God put upon a mother's heart to place her baby right in death. Right. Don't you see it was a type of Christ? He went right into death. But and every one of them old alligators would come up to that little bitty ark going down the river. You know why they couldn't get to it? Why they couldn't eat that little baby? There was an angel sitting there saying, get away from here. Get away from here. All, right. all right! Hallelujah. He would just move a finger and just stare at them with them angry eyes and say, get away from here. All right. All right. All right. Hallelujah. You don't think animals can't see into other realms? We got, we got it in the Bible where a donkey saw into another realm. He saw an angel standing there. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. And here he was sitting on the basket, he said, and it was lined up down all the riverbanks because there was a promise floating down the river. God had to make sure that promise was going to be fulfilled. And it didn't matter how many devils tried to stop it, or how many devils tried to destroy it, or how many devils tried to kill it. There was angels guarding that ark. Yeah. They were standing between the that little baby that was helpless, that little baby that couldn't do nothing. If a crock would have got a hold of that, there was not nothing the baby could do. He was a baby. He didn't have a gun. He didn't have a bow. He didn't have a rock. He didn't have the no arm strong enough. He had nothing. He was helpless. And you may feel helpless tonight, but don't forget, your God ain't helpless. Hallelujah. Your God ain't out of answers. He knows every answer. He knows every hard cry. And he's able, yes, more than able. Hallelujah. And he'll look at that cancer and say, get out of here. Amen. Hallelujah. And when that happened, he said, see what happened? God gives his angels charge to watch over his people. Don't you get scared, honey. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. I'm honey. I'm honey. Don't you get scared, honey. God is watching you. The devil may try to do something to you, but God is greater. We need to remind the devil tonight, God is greater. Hallelujah. The devil may try to do something to you, but God is greater. Alligators have to run away from that little basket. When they saw the angel move. He would say in Psalms 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help. A very present help in trouble. Amen. Therefore, will not we fear? Will we not? I don't mean we won't take precautions. No different than we would take precautions when it's snow and ice out on the highways. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Amen. People want to make the statement well, people are going to do this because they're scared and they're afraid. No, we're doing this because we're Christians. Right. Yeah. And the president has asked that we do this. This is not a religious persecution. They're shutting down bars for heaven's sake. <laughs> They're shutting down sporting events. They're shutting down, losing billions of dollars. Willing to lose it. To lose. Amen. And I, I just feel as Christians, we ought to do our, our civic duties to try to help in the time of need, in the time of struggle. Right. Amen. I, I believe that ought to be what we do. You know, somebody, maybe you've seen this. Somebody share this with me if I can, if I can bring it up real quick here. But uh, about Martin Luther, how that, how that he handled himself in the time of plagues. I know I got it here somewhere. <clears throat> he helped him, he, he, would, he would take his stand. And he was, you know, as we know, one of the messengers to the seven church ages. He said, I shall ask God mercifully. This was during the, the Black Death plague. He said, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Amen. Amen. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administrate medicine and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order not to become contaminated and thus perchance inflict and pollute pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he shall surely find me and I have done what he's expected of me. Well, it sounds like a real messenger to me. And so I'm not responsible for either my own death or, in doing so, I'm not responsible for either my own death or death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person. I shall go freely as stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith because it is neither brash nor foolhardly and does not tempt God. All right. All right. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're not facing where he's a very present help in trouble. So he knew we would be in trouble, but in the trouble, he's a help. Therefore, we will not fear. We will do what was necessary. We'll take precautions. We'll do what we have to do, but we're not going to fear this thing. The worst thing Satan can do upon you is inject you with a bunch of fear. Amen. It's not fear that we're leaning on. We're leaning on the everlasting words of our lover. Amen. Of what God's word has spoke to us. Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. There is a river. Hallelujah. 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 The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacles of the most high. And God is in the midst of her. God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. God shall help her. The Lord who fights for us, the Lord is a man of war. That's what he was saying when he invited Pharaoh. He said, I want to have my honor upon them. I want to show them who I am in battle. You'd think they'd done learned it already, but they was dumb enough to follow after. But here they are. Psalms 91 and verse 1, as as we've read Sunday, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Amen. I'm going to trust what he says before Fox News says it or CNN says it or anybody else says it. Hallelujah, I'm gonna trust what he said. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the air that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walk in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge. It's a charge. It's a battle. It it is, you ever heard the word charge? Charge. He will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands lest thou dash dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder and the young lion and dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him and I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I trust what he says. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life, eternal life. Amen. That's the life I'm longing for. Amen, I, I don't care nothing about living 80 or 85. I do so be it. But I'm looking for a long life. That long life is not this life. That long life is eternal life. Amen. And show him my salvation. Noah, in the day of Turmoil. Now, I know, I know who he represents. But there's also aspects of it that represents us. Right. Brother Brandon would take it and he would use it. We're not the people that's going to go through the tribulation. But that don't mean we're not going to go through hard times. Right. Right. We're not exempt from hard times. We're not exempt from economic downturns. We're not exempt from sickness and things that's going on. But we have a word. Amen. He, was, he was given a specific instructions Specific instructions how to build the ark. He was told what wood to take. He was told what to put in it. How he was to pitch it. And and he he was to soak it with a resin. And this actually, Brother Brandon would talk about it. He said means to atone. This pitch means an atonement. Over Leviticus, the same word was used for pitch in Genesis. and Leviticus, it uses atone to make an atonement. And now atone is to stand between. So this ark was given to him to stand between him and the judgments that was against the world. And the pitch that he was to pitch it with a gopher wooden ark and that pitch would keep out or atone the believer from the wrath. Noah could not get into the wrath, the waters of judgment, neither could the waters of judgment get into Noah because there was atonement that stood between him and judgment. And he said, the believer in Christ is also safely secured, not upon the merits of ourselves, but his obedience to walk into the place or the ark provided, amen. When the only thing Noah had to do was get in the ark, he didn't even have to shut the door. God did that, but walk in. He said, That's all the believer does is walk by faith in Christ, and God takes care of the rest of it. He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath eternal life and shall not come into the judgment. There's something above for our atonement that's been paid. It's something that stands between you and the sin of this world and the wrath that's to come on this world. He said, let the judgment rock if it wants to. He said, I imagine sometime the ark was seem to be standing on its end. Woo. I've been in a boat before in some pretty good waves and I didn't enjoy it. I couldn't imagine the waves that Noah went through and how bad it was and the turmoil that he went through. Right. But God had told him to get in the ark and if he'd done everything God said, God said, you'll make it through. All right. Amen. I made an atonement, I made in a way of escape, I've given you a place that you can go in the times of these, these issues that are taking place. He said, imagine sometime the ark was standing on the end, upside down, seemed like everything else seemed to be falling apart, but Noah was safe. That pitch, Stood between him and the judgment. And he said, Today the blood of Jesus stands between us and all the judgment. Right, right. Hallelujah every man comes into the world born in sin shaped in iniquity comes to the world speaking lies undone unlovely ungodly away from God and alienated without hope without Christ dying going to a sinner's grave ready for judgment but then the word comes along sharper than any two-edged knife cuts the tree down hews it out cuts out the stickers and all the thorn, cuts the best part out of it that's real pliable and puts it in the hands of the builder Christ then his life is now poured out at Calvary through the shedding of the blood and he made an atonement to protect the man that's in the ark of safety. A man just says, well, I believe the word. I'll just take this. He said, but without the blood, you're left to the world. Yeah, amen. No matter how much you're in the ark, how much ark or how much board you got, you've got to get the pitch, all right. the Holy Spirit and soak it all in. Amen. This is the time to be doing that. said, so, Lord, let me draw closer to you let your Holy Spirit just wave over me and let me just let it go. You know, you begin to realize things ain't so, yeah, we, it ain't the so, world ain't what it used to be. Things are going on. It don't mean that. This world don't mean nothing. This world in a moment, as we've seen, can be flipped on its ear. There's no safe place in this world. There's no 401k safe. There's no bank safe. There's nothing safe. I mean, for goodness sake, we found out toilet paper ain't safe. But we know a tree that was cut down and he was beaten. He took the stripes. He took the judgment A God, a man of war, that he might have his glory upon Satan's kingdom. All right. Amen. He took the thing that the liquid of water and blood And then a spirit could come out of his body so that we could be sealed to the day of our redemption. That we could stand the test. That we could stand when all hell is against us. That he would make a way of escape. A blood was released to stand between you and affliction. To stand between you and sickness. There is a blood. It don't matter what the devil, what his name is, his blood is greater. Whatever disease, his blood is greater. He's still the Lord God that heals all diseases. Hallelujah. The next ark that was spoke of, as we talked about, was Moses. The Bible declared that that little basket to be in an ark. Notice, it was provided by a mother, the one that gave him the birth. Not through some seminary, not some through some theological experience, but the one who gives the believer birth prepares an ark for him. Hallelujah, this ark that I got wasn't prepared by even light tabernacle. It wasn't prepared by some man. It wasn't prepared by some theologian or some intellectual conception. This ark was prepared by the one who gave birth to me. He built it specifically for Laodicea. He knows exactly what we're going through. And the ark was a type holding down through Noah, holding down through Moses, holding down through every situation through the Bible as a buffer, as something to hold against the plagues and the storms and the bashing against the boat. But let me tell you, this boat will hold. This ark will hold. She's not going down. She's going up into Zion's hills into the glory of God. That mother would weave that ark with some flax stalkers, little corn stalks that they would have, push it across the river, never knowing if she she was going to see her baby again or not. And she slimed it with pitch. Same word, pitch, to atone. The little baby Moses laid in the basket. Pushed out into the judgment of waters. He said, Water always means the thickness and multitudes of people. A little fellow out there, probably a little cover over his face, out in the ark, out of the Nile, and reeds and bushes, bulrushes and alligators and everything, all around the Nile. The rains and the storms, it blowing through there, the gales, but that little raw ark riding it out. Little Moses looking up towards the little starlit sky at night, wind blowing, howling. He said, well, what was happening? He was directing that boat to this right place, Old Nile was jumping, crocodiles going under the basket, but he was safe, protected. Standing between was an atonement. Between him and all the gates and gales and heavy winds, the devil could send. Nothing would upset that little ark. He floated right through it. And he said, I could see the great Holy Spirit standing above it. He said, I can see the angels of God sitting near with their swords drawn. Nothing is going to touch it. Amen. He said, I can see the devil trying to sink the ark with Noah in it. And Noah singing, Jesus, keep me near the cross or whatever it was. All the devils in hell couldn't sink it because it was built according to God's instruction. And there was an atonement standing between the judgment and mercy. And every believer today, no matter how hard they may seem, how hard life may seem, as long as you're in Christ Jesus, there's nothing present nor future can keep you from reaching the goal of Jesus Christ. The devils can try to come and turn every gale and hell loose on you. But God's got an atonement standing between you and the devil. We see the church going in this great exodus, See the pillar of fire before Him, standing for God performing miracles and signs. And He's here still tonight with all the same redeeming powers, the same. He's here to make every sinner whole. Amen. To take back every backslider. He's here to heal every sick person. He's here to full in full gospel, full power, and full demonstration. Amen. He said, what is it? He said, you need to eat the whole lamb. You roast it with the Holy Ghost, knowing that it's good eating, for the Holy Spirit has divined it to us. It's real good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Our Lord Jesus is here in his love and power and his great redemptive blessings and oh, how he stands between the church and sin. He stands between you and judgment. He stands between you and sickness. He is standing even now. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, when that pillar of fire moved and it went and stood between the children of Israel and and the Egyptians, he said, I want you to listen, think about this. He said, every, let this soak in, every believer born again child of God, when death comes stealing to the door prematurely, the angel of God Stands between you and the sickness. Amen. He's now, if you want to run right to it, that's your business, but you don't have to. That's right. He's standing between you and death. Hallelujah. He's standing between you and death. He said, notice the children of Israel. God came and stood between them and the danger. He's still the same God today. Amen, nothing has caught him by surprise. He knows what is going on and he's here to stand between. We can see when he stood with the prophet of God as as that maniac would make a challenge and he would challenge him and he would come and spit in his face. And, and make the challenge and say, you know, you're a hypocrite, you're a deceiver. You stand up here and act like before these people impose yourself to be a man sent from God. I'll show how much you're sent for him. I'll break every bone in your frail body tonight. Well, physically speaking, he was certainly able to do it. He weighed nearly 300 pounds, I suppose, about six foot two and arms big. He said his eyes were set and his teeth scissored together. I kept on speaking. He rushed towards me to run me over and said, I'll break every bone in your body. He said, you better know what you're, what you're talking about in them times, there's no chance there for you to bluff yourself. You better just let God have his way. Hallelujah. So you just, just bl- don't bluff. He said, you better let God have his way. He promised me when he sent me, he would take care of it and it's up to him to do it and he will do it in every battle. Hallelujah. He will do it in every battle. So I turned around him and I stood there for a few minutes a second or two, and I, call, I call, he called me a snake in the grass, and he spit right in my face, and I started to say something like, well, I wouldn't do that, my friend. I was gonna say that, but instead, the angel of the Lord came whirling in, oh, yeah. uh-huh. and he stood between us, and he said, tonight, you'll fall over my feet, and you'll bow to the name of the Lord Jesus, and it wasn't me, that was God, so both made prophecies, Both made challenges, both spirits. Now, who was right was the next thing. And he said, I'll show you whose feet I'll bow to. And he run by and he drawed his big old fist. Everybody just spellbound. Of course, all those demons sitting there, that was their legion they was watching. And he sure, I sure I'm talking to spiritual people. That was legion. And then I went to the fellow like Goliath in the days of old. He said, I'll show you whose feet I'll fall over. And as he drew back, I said, Satan, come out of the man. And he made a big scream, threw up his hands, and his eyes went that way and fell to the police had to take him off my feet and they thought he was a dead man and he said as he he delivered he said no sir he worshiped that spirit he won't give it up but would you have him move him off my feet and so when they got there I turned to the audience and said as I was saying (laughs) what was he saying faith is the substance of things hoped for went right back to the word not to fear, not to worry, not to wonder if there's anybody else there, but right back to the word. As I was saying, faith is. Is the substance of things hoped for? And while I was speaking, a man sitting in a wheelchair raised up. A lady on a stretcher jumped up. And the next, in a few minutes, there was people healed all over the building. And the next morning, they had to get a big truck. People singing "Only Believe," walking behind the big truck full of stretchers and wheelchairs and everything. What was it? The chief of that tribe of demons had made the challenge and lost. Amen. I want to give news to the devil you're going to lose. Because you're not challenging just the bride of Jesus Christ. You're challenging the captain of the Lord's host. Amen. And he accepts your challenge. Yes, sir. And when the spirit of God struck the building, everyone was healed. Everyone was healed. Hallelujah. Amen. He would say in Zechariah, as we bring this down, in Zechariah 2.1, I lifted up my eyes again and looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line in his hand. Then said I, Whither goest thou? And he said unto me to measure Jerusalem, to see what is the breadth thereof and what is the length thereof. And behold, the angel that talked with me went forth, and another angel went out to meet him and said unto him, Run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited. Oh, hallelujah. Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls for the multitude of men and cattle therein. For I, saith the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire round about. A wall of fire round about and will be the glory in the midst of her. Hallelujah, we're not looking to some man's glory. We're looking to the glory of the Lord. We're looking for him to show up in our homes. We're looking for him to show up in our services. We're looking for the glory of God to come upon his people, to give them wisdom, to give them understanding, to know what to do. He gave Daniel understanding. He gave the three Hebrew children understanding. He's not gonna leave us without understanding. He's gonna let us know what's gonna happen. He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit and the young men shall see visions and the old men shall dream dreams. Hallelujah! He's going to give us understanding. He's going to speak because he is the Lord, the man of Ho, ho, come forth and flee from the land of the north, saith the Lord. For I spread you abroad as the four winds of the heaven, saith the Lord. Deliver thyself, O Zion, that dwellest with the daughters of Babylon. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, after glory hath he sent unto me unto the nations which spoiled you. For he that touches you touches the apple of his eye. <laughs> Brother Ron, he's touching the apple of his eye. If you're in a need tonight, he's touched the apple of his eye. And God knows about it. He knows exactly what the situation is. Even now, I feel him drawing so near. In these moments, and these times of trial, he's not left us alone. We will not fight this battle alone. But he's still the captain. Let's bow our heads. If you're online tonight, just bow your heads in sincerity. In these next few weeks or whatever we have to do, when you set aside time to be in service, be in service. Don't be with your bag of popcorn, your glass of drink, nonchalantly. Be attentive. Be expecting. That the God of heaven is going to walk through your doors. We're at the very times, the very moments of the coming of the Lord. It's only just a few days. Whatever. If it's a year's, it's still only a few years. Dead in Christ are going to rise. Take these times. Sanctify yourself. Get you a sharp knife. Cut out all the ungodliness. Cut out all the unbelief. Maybe you just be like that man tonight and to say, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. I don't know what you're going through, what you're experiencing and what's happening, but I know he's still the same God. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he changes not. I ask right now that the Holy Ghost will just pour into every home. The angels of God are draw near. Sit right down there on the couch with you. Right there on your hospital bed with you. Right there, right next to you. Let you know I'm here. You're not alone, you're not by yourself, you're surrounded. It's not the coronavirus you're surrounded by. It's not the plagues that are falling on this earth you're surrounded by. It's not the demons of hell that's been unloosed that you're surrounded by. There is a wall of fire about you. I may look, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by him. Just know saints of God, you're surrounded by him. He knows your heart's cry. Now I want you to bow your heads and pray. We got brother Ron that's needing a special touch. I'm looking for victory. I'm not looking for defeat. I'm looking for victory. I'm looking for a God to do what he said he would do. Heal the sick among us, raise the dead. It may look like you got a lot of bad news. I'm sure it wasn't a lot of good news for Lazarus and his family either. Until that moment when he said, "I am the resurrection and the life," Lazarus, come forth. May the word of God speak for you today. O thou sufferer, arise and be healed. This is the time of healing. <laughs> this is the time of deliverance. This is a time that God will move more than ever before. And he's moving even now. Touching hearts, touching lives. Softening the hearts of the prodigals. For long, they they may have to eat out of a slop bucket. I don't know. But whatever it takes. They're coming home. God is going to gather his people, not into the darkness, but into the light. Lord Jesus, oh God, we just feel you so close. These moments, Lord, so charged by your presence. Lord, even tonight feeling like I was preaching to a thousands of people God your anointing sweeping over me over and over and over Lord I ask God that this word would just sweep over your people sweep into a hospital room Lord sweep into living rooms Father sweep into every heart Father may they recognize there's angels of God standing around me Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tonight, if I was you, if you're sick, I'd just say, Lord, I stand. I'll rise, and I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be delivered. I'm going to be set free from this plague, from this thing of fear, darkness, sickness, whatever it is tonight's my night of deliverance because the angels of God have lined the rooms they're here moving in our hearts moving in the people of God hallelujah hallelujah Jesus oh God we love you father we're so thankful we can have such confidence in times like these oh God we're so thankful we bless your name Lord You are our refuge. You're our present help in the time of trouble, a very present help. Lord, a help that we can touch, a help that can touch us. Lord, we love you, Father, and we praise you. In Jesus' name.